Hey everyone, will two of the biggest Harris County Health hospitals finally get upgrades? Plus, is getting paid $1,000 to eat snacks at Bucky's the greatest gig ever? And some good news from the recent HPD crime report. Lead producer Dina Kespa joins me to break down these stories and more. It's Tuesday, August 22nd, 2023. I'm Rahil Ramzan and here's what Houston's talking about. Good morning, everyone. Hey, I've got Dina Kespa with me. We're going to talk about some of the biggest stories that have happened so far into the week. The worst day of the week, right? Tuesday, I don't know. I I, I don't (laughs) want to start a podcast like that, Dina, but Tuesday has to be the worst day of the week. Dina, how are you? Hey, y'all. I am doing very well. And Tuesday is a weird day. I agree. (laughs) It's like at least Wednesday, there's some hope. Monday, there's excitement. Tuesday is just left out in the dark. (laughs) (laughs) True. But maybe it gets better because of us. And that's why we're here. We're your shining ray of sunshine. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Before we get to some news, Dina, I want to ask you this question because I've been pondering this. I've been doing math on this. And I just want to know where you are in terms of answering this and trying to figure something out. So Jose Altuve, the greatest Astro ever, just got his 2000th hit. And that's something less than 300 players have ever accomplished. So think about this. There's been tens of thousands of MLB players and only less than 300 have accomplished 2,000 hits. So I want to know, is there anything you could do, eat, listen to music, a song, or anything else that comes to mind 2,000 times in, let's say, a month? And before you answer... Let me give you some math that I've been doing. All right, break it down, break it down. Okay, check this out. If you wanted to just drive 2,000 miles, let's say your daily commute is 30 miles, right, roughly. For 31 days, that's only 960 miles. So you're going to have to double that and change if you want to do 2,000 miles on the road in the city of Houston. Ouch. (laughs) Another one food-wise, which I thought would be easy, but it's not, said, what if I could eat a dozen donut holes. You know, we talked a lot about donuts. <laughs> yeah. If you did a dozen donut holes, you would have to eat five and a half bags a day. Oh my God. I'd throw up. <laughs> I could never. <laughs> Same here. So that one's kind of out of the question. Okay. The next one, I was like, okay, I think I can do this one. I can listen to one song 2,000 times in a month. You would have to listen to said song 64 and a half times a day. Oh my God. No, no. <laughs> So is there anything you can do 2,000 times in a month? Absolutely not. There's nothing I could think (laughs) of that would bring me joy that I would do that many times. Be it food, I'd get sick. Be it something I'd listen to, I'd lose my mind not to be able to like just take a break and not listen to something. And driving in Houston on these streets? No, there's literally nothing that I can think of. Maybe walk. Walk 2,000 minutes? You can do that, maybe. Yeah, maybe 2,000 steps. Can we do that? That's too easy. That's too easy, right? You could do that in in like an hour if you wanted to. So let's say if you wanted to do 2,000 workout minutes. That's about 64 minutes every single day. I think I could do that. Okay, I, I could see that as being doable. Yeah. That, that's doable. And that's something that feeds your soul, your mind. It's good for you. You know, that I'm on board with. Yeah. You can read an hour a day. That's easy. Exactly. You can do that. I think we already binge enough TV shows an hour a day. So we we've, we already do that. So that's easy. That's it, exactly. I just want to bring that because it's just so impressive. 2,000 hits. I don't think people understand wow. how big that number really is. So congratulations to Jose Altuve for getting 2,000 
thousand hits, the third Astro ever to do that. All right, let's get to some big news. What was what's some, something that's caught your eye so far, Dina? The biggest one, and this is because so many, not just listeners, but family members, friends, everyone's talking about like how unsafe Houston is. But in fact, homicides are down more than twenty two percent during the first seven months of this year. That's huge, considering everyone's been like horrified and scared and like afraid to even step outside their homes. That's a huge number. And I was reading that Mayor Sylvester Turner was kind of attributing his crime initiative as the reason behind why the numbers have really plummeted this time in the first quarter of 2023. That's huge. Wow. That is really impressive. And also, I saw that Houston has also experienced a decrease in robberies by 10%, aggravated assaults by 8.7%, human trafficking, which has been a big problem here in the city of Houston Mm -hmm. and something we focus on decreasing has dropped by 7.1% through the year. And now there have been some increases, kidnappings are up 8.9%, sexual assaults 5.5%. So not everything is down, but for the most part, crime is down. And that is a good trend, right? That is a really good trend. I know it kind of, and I might fall victim to this too, where it kind of seems as though there's no way because what you see on the news is constantly reported of violence. You know, a body was found recently. Literally, the news just had a story about that. Mm -hmm. And you can't help but feel like, how is it possible? But I guess we have to remember that the news covers these things, right? This is going to be something that you're going to see on the news. And it's not supposed to kind of give you the picture that this is an always thing. It's just part of the job where you report on it. And that One Safe Houston initiative that Mayor Turner launched, which was a $44 million initiative launched early last year, the plan included funds for crime prevention activities, overtime for police patrols, um, as well as other programs to assist domestic violence survivors and individuals experiencing mental health crisis. So yeah, that could be one of the reasons why we're seeing a downturn in crime, which is good. Now, The question that you started with, I I know a lot of listeners and a lot of our family and friends are like, actually, I don't know. I still don't feel safe. I can give you one example. One of my friends, she went to Memorial Park and she goes all the time and she just doesn't feel safe because cars are getting broken into so much. And it's like now you go, okay, but crime is down, but people still don't feel safe. So what, you know, is it just awareness now? Is it still crime is happening, but just not at a high rate? Yeah, right. Especially the breaking into cars thing. Like Harwin specifically is notorious for that, right? Mm -hmm. Like everyone is told if you're going to go shop on Harwin, do not leave your purse, backpack, anything exposed when you're on Harwin because instantly in like two seconds, bam, broken into, stolen, and there's nothing you can do about it, right? There's not a lot of cameras over there too. Maybe now slowly shops are adding cameras outside, but it's not to the level of where they're going to be able to get retrieve your valuables back. Also, the fact that is we still don't have enough police per like population. Like we still don't have enough cops on the road. But this is still somewhat of a silver lining that our numbers are down and this is a positive thing, despite the fact that we don't have enough cops. Absolutely a positive thing so far in 2023. Okay, I've got something that is more focused on the future because the county commissioners voted to add a $2.5 billion bond to the November 7th election for Harris County voters to improve Harris County health facilities, the two being LBJ and Bentob hospitals. And this bond will also create three new community clinics. Now, the two hospitals, they haven't had upgrades in over 30 years 
years. Let me repeat that. Whoa. In over 30 years. And the population has boomed in that time, right? So this bond, Dina, will give them 120 more rooms at Bentob, while LBJ would be rebuilt into the region's first level one trauma center outside of the medical center. So they would have special equipment there. They can handle more specific cases and help patients that wouldn't have a chance to go to the med center, right? So this would be a really good thing. Now, Houston Public Media reports that the bond that would fund the project over a period of 10 years would cost the owner of a $300,000 home, which is rare in Houston, I feel yeah, like, that doesn't an additional <laughs> $6 per month in taxes. So you do the math, there's not many $300,000 homes. So it is something that is a little bit more expensive on the taxes side, but this is something that could really help the city here in the next 10 years. Oh, 100%. And fun fact, I was born at Bentob, so the, and I'm like 31. So the fact that it literally hasn't been upgraded in 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> you, you were, you were celebrating, like when you were born, they're like, wow, this is state of the art. This right? is great. Look at these upgrades. And now 31 years later, it's, it's like, hey, can we please get more rooms in here? Because there's just so many people in Houston now. Yeah, definitely. Those upgrades are so needed. Yeah, so we'll find out how voters are going to lean on November 7th towards this bond because, again, it is a little bit more expensive in the taxes side. Okay, let's do some rapid fire because we have a lot of stories to get to. I've got some fun questions here for you. I'm going to make you think a little bit and put you on the spot. So Finance Buzz is a website where you get all your finance news Mm -hmm. and they're tracking certain things. Well, they're offering one lucky Texan a thousand dollars to go try and review 25 of the best Bucky's snacks <gasps> in two weeks. Sign me Plus, up. They're gonna throw, <laughs> yes, I know. And they're gonna throw in an additional $250 for you to buy some t-shirts wow. or whatever, some gas money, whatever you need, right? Number one, Dina, is this the best freelance gig ever? Hell yeah. Oh my god, to try <laughs> Bucky's snacks. That is like a dream come true. Okay, number two. Could you do it? Two weeks, 25 snacks, which include the beaver nuggets, their barbecue sandwiches, their <sighs> banana pudding, whatever Ooh. you want to name. Could you do it? That's the other part. Ooh, you know, that's a lot of calories and I could see myself getting sick, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's Bucky's. How could you say no? <laughs> I know. It's such a cool gig. And I guess you could just take one bite because... The gig does require you to take some pictures, write a review. So you would have to write 25 reviews. Let's say each review takes you 30 to 40 minutes. That's about 25 hours of work for a thousand bucks or for $12.50, right? Let's include that $250. Both of us are cheap. We're not going to spend it on anything. We're going to pocket that money. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We got to buy formula still. What's up? We got kids. Um, So yeah, I mean, $12.50 for let's say 25 hours of work. and maybe throw in an additional five hours because you got to drive and get to Bucky's. Would you do it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think I could do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. Absolutely, I could do it. It seems like it was tailored for any Bucky's fan. The last question I have for you in the rapid fire for this story what is your favorite Bucky's snack? Oh my God, they're beef jerky. Oh my God. I can't walk away from Bucky's without having bought like tons of beef jerky to take home. I like that. I just love it so much. It's the best. Do you have a favorite flavor or do you just go with the traditional one? I like the teriyaki. I know that's kind of slept on a little bit. People aren't into it, but teriyaki is definitely my favorite. I like that. My favorite is the banana pudding. 
I oh. think they have the best banana pudding for a store. Really? Right? Like nothing beats homemade banana pudding. But if you had to buy it at a store, oh, it is so good. And then they also have this cheesesteak taco, which is my go-to road trip meal because you're just in a hurry. You need some calories and some protein <laughs> and it's delicious. So oh I'm going to put those two up there for me. Okay. I've got to try the cheesesteak taco because I've never done that. I usually get like the brisket sandwich and sometimes it's kind of a letdown because I'm the type of person that doesn't like too much fat mixed into my brisket and sometimes they overdo it with the fat. But I got to try that. I got to add that to my list. It's really good. Okay, my second story for you. Check this out. Our friends at HEB, they launched a new documentary series on Texas state parks and endangered animals called Our Texas, Our Future. Now, this series is a five short film series that's going to be released on August 23rd on YouTube so we can watch it for free. Now, I love that we're getting more and more documentaries about Texas state parks. PBS did one of the best ones called Big Bend and Explosions in the Sky, which is one of the best Texas instrumental groups ever, did the entire soundtrack for it. And of course, they, you know, they're famous for doing the Friday Night Lights soundtrack. So, I can't wait to watch this. I'm so pumped for this. What is your favorite state park? Oh, McKinney Falls. McKinney Falls State Park is hands down the best. It makes you feel like you're not even in Texas. And guess what? It's in Austin. Like it's not even that far out. It's like 13 miles outside of the capital. It's such a good park. I love that park. I'm going to go. So I can't pick Big Bend because that's a national park. Uh, So I would be, you know, I'd be lying. But Big Bend Ranch State Park is a state park. I've never been there. We didn't get time to do that one. So I'm just going to go to my default, Galveston Island State Park. Okay, Okay. that's fair. I'm just going with that. The beach, that one's a great one. I'm going to pick that one, but there's so many. And I love that we're now getting so much love for Texas State Parks, right? Look, they have a show on PBS, Texas State Parks does. They do a weekly show. I think Chet Garner, our friend, the day tripper, has done a good job of bringing more light to our state parks. And it's cool now to be at Texas State Parks to the point where they don't have enough like money to keep up with everyone. Yeah. I know. I think what shocks me about this story the most is that HEB is the figure behind launching this documentary series. Like, if you don't want to love them, it's like, okay, but they do this. How could you not love them? Who doesn't love HEB? Look, if you take people outside of Texas to HEB, they'll be like, this is just a grocery store. And I'm just like baffled. You can't come into Texas and Houston and not like at least honor our grocery store and see what it's special for. You got to get there. You got to get down, bow down to H-E-B. <laughs> like We are here. You are all glorious. <laughs> yes, you do. And you got to give praise to our Texas-shaped cutting boards. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> H-E-B is the goat. Come on. Whataburger we can discuss as like, okay, is it really the goat? But H-E-B, there's no discussion. There's H-E-B no, is the exactly. goat. Come on. Come on. Also, I want to give some love to Sea Rim State Park. That park is awesome as well. So if you've never been there, there's so many lists and you can always just go to tpwd.texas.gov to find all of your state parks. Shout out to HEB for growing and sending some love to our state parks and endangered animals that live there. Mm So uh, that's also pretty cool to see what is living in all these great state parks. Okay. We've got the moment. We've got some time. I need to get you to give me something that's been bugging you, Dina. I'm going to help you. I'm going to talk you through this. What's been bugging you? Okay. So you're on Dairy Ashford. You're making a right onto West Park and you're going down West Park. And you know how it's like a two-way street, but you see on that side, there's like just grass and like 
open land that literally they can turn into a proper street with like two lanes going each side. Why haven't they done that? For as long as I've lived in A-Leaf, that has always been a two-way street. There's like people who sometimes don't even know it's a two-way, so they accidentally jump into your lane. And this is the one that's like before Richmond, before Kirkwood. It's like literally just that tiny strip right behind River Oaks. Like you're passing by the backside of River Oaks and the backside of like the Shadow Lakes neighborhoods area. I do not understand why they can't just like unearth all the grass and the dirt and just turn it into a proper two-lane street because it's so crowded and packed at rush hour all the time in the mornings and the evenings. And it shouldn't be. It's like a residential little back street. That's such a good question. I know exactly where you yeah. are, like you're talking about. And <laughs> because um, there's a couple of stores I'd like to go there. But yeah, like right behind the Royal Oaks Country Club, right? It's yes. like two streets down from there. Um, Phoenicia is close by as well. Yeah, I don't know why. And that would help so much in morning traffic as yeah. well. For those of you that go down Westheimer like I used to, that would help so much to cut through. Yeah, I would never take Westheimer during rush hour. Not even if you paid me. It's actually not bad. What? The signals are timed perfectly for rush hour. <laughs> I feel like I just can't handle it. I, I don't have the patience. <laughs> yeah. You do get upset because if everyone just put their phones down and just abided mm -hmm. by the signals and like, hey, let's drive 45 miles per hour, everyone would get home quickly. But of course, people drive slow. People are on their phones. There's all sorts of distractions. You're looking at, oh, I want to go eat there. And then people start driving slow and then traffic builds up and then it's a nightmare. So yeah, I do agree with that. Like that part sucks. Okay, mine's not so much of a gripe, but it will turn into a gripe if you stick with me, another <laughs> stick with me. But I want to give some props to sports reporter and anchor Daniel Gotera of KHOU. He's calling it a career on TV, and he's been in this market at KHOU for 14 years. Let that sink in, 14 wow. years. Yeah, and he's one of the nicest guys in the industry. I've been lucky enough to work in sports and sports radio and TV and, and hanging out with Daniel is like one of the best parts because he's such a nice person and such a hardworking guy. Now, he's leaving TV because of the grind. He does have two kids and his wife, you might know, uh, is one of the lead anchors on Fox 26, Rashi Vats. So they are a TV family and they understand the grind. But I just want to send some love to him. And the gripe here is the TV industry, everyone sees the glorious two minutes that you're on, especially for sports anchors, but I don't think they understand how many hours go into your day just for those two minutes, right? So like you have to be at Texans practice. You have to be at the Astros game until 10 o'clock, 1030, then really quickly cut up a report or anchor right after. So it's grueling, it's crazy, and it's an industry that Frankly, they will never change because they want to eliminate people who don't want to be there, which sucks because a lot of talented people are leaving TV to take normal jobs where you can be with your friends, your family and your kids. So my gripe is like, I wish the TV industry would one day change and make it more of a reasonable place to work and also to live in your city because you'd never get time to go experience your city. So shout out to Daniel Gotera, but the gripe is the TV industry needs to fix itself. That's a that's a really valid gripe. I feel like I've spent so much time on, on TikTok and I've been watching how people in Europe react to life for people in the US and they're like, what the heck? You guys have zero like family life, family time. It's all work, work, work until you're in the grave, essentially. And that's so sad because you see that across industries and really heavily, I, 
I can't speak to other industries, but really a lot in media too. There isn't this focus on like, or even understanding on wanting to find that balance of like work and family and the importance of that. Because spending time with your family makes you a better human, a better person to work with, just an all around better person. And if we had more emphasis on that, maybe we wouldn't have the levels of like depression and anxiety and all these other things that, you know, clinically can be proven to the fact that we have no family values really in the West. And there isn't this connection to family and to outside life. Yes. You know, shout out to all my people who are doing TV and grinding it out. It is cool. You are on TV and people recognize you, but I don't think enough people know just how draining of a job that can be. So sending some love to all my TV people out there. Yeah, definitely. All right, Dina, that was fun. I think we got a lot accomplished. I think we made Tuesday a bearable day. What do you think? (laughs) I think we made it pretty fun. That was lead producer Dina Kespa with me, Raheel Ramzanli. Did you enjoy this episode of CityCast Houston? Well, share it with that one friend who knows about every podcast ever, but doesn't listen to local podcasts. Yeah, you know that one guy that is constantly sending you recommendations? Well, it's your turn to educate him or her about CityCast Houston. That will do it for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something new. Hold it right there. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the math on two thousand workout minutes. Give me a second. <laughs> you would. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>